0: All right, well, Merry Christmas, everybody. You may be seated. So we're going to start off like we do every Christmas by, of course, reading the Christmas story. So I'm going to start off from the book of Matthew. It's in chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Then we're going to go down to Luke. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit.
1: I will be reading from Luke 2, 6 through 14. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And there, in this there will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with them an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Luke two fifteen through 20. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger now, when they had seen him, they made widely known and saying, which was told them concerning this child and all of those who heard it marvel at those things, which were told them by the shepherds, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had heard and seen as it was told them.
2: From Matthew 2 verses 1 to 12.
3: Put that mic up a little bit higher. There you
2: go. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, "Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also." When they heard the king, they departed. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way.
3: Beautiful. The story of Christmas, I think, is very familiar, but it never grows old. As a matter of fact, the impact that it brings into our life reminds us of how Jesus changed us. Aren't you thankful for the work that Jesus has done in your life? Around the world last night, many celebrated Christmas Eve. And this morning, many have gathered around the world in churches to celebrate the birth of our Savior. I want to speak very quickly this morning, a reminder message entitled, Jesus, the Lamb of God. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. The reminder that we needed a sacrifice. We needed someone that was able to be pure and spotless, that could remove the work of sin and death in the world. And the Bible tells us that God sent his only son. As a matter of fact, the angel told him that they shall call his name Jesus. Can we say his name this morning? Jesus. Jesus. A reminder that what we do today isn't just a religious formality. The reminder that we have a brother named Jesus. That the angel also said that they would call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Just as surely as you and I are in this room together and you're joining us live on Facebook or on YouTube this morning, just as surely as we are gathered And we are there with one another. The Lord is here with us today. When the shepherds were out in the field, the angel said, and this will be a sign to you. I want to read that portion of Scripture one more time this morning. in Luke chapter 2, verses 7 through 16. We read it, but I want to say it again because I want to focus on that idea of Jesus being the Lamb of God. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, and behold, I love when the Bible says, and behold, because it's just taking you and transporting you into what was happening at that time an angel of the lord stood before them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid then the angel said to them do not be afraid for behold i bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for there is born to you this day in the city of david a savior who is christ the lord And I want you to remember this phrase. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The account of Jesus' birth is extraordinary. So much had to happen and fall into place through the entire thing, we understand that from the beginning to end, it's a miracle. More than 730 years before Jesus' birth, the prophet Micah declared that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2, in the New Living Translation, it says, But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrath, are only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. I love how God took a small, insignificant place and did the most mighty miracle that could have ever taken place in all of history. In order for that to happen, God had to get the world moving so that Joseph and Mary could be where they needed to be at the appointed time. The journey from Nazareth, to Bethlehem today, it's a 90-mile trip and can be taken in two hours and 53 minutes on the Yitzhak Rabin Highway. That's Route 6 through Israel. But for Mary and Joseph, the trip would have taken about five days at about 18 miles a day. How many of you know that's commitment? At the same time, Caesar Augustus commanded that all the world, or the Roman Empire, would register to be taxed. How many of you know governments have not changed? They're still taxing. Caesar Augustus, the Bible said, was we know throughout history, was the successor to Julius Caesar. He was also known as Octavian, and he is the one who was responsible for the death of Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. How many of you like to learn a little history? But I say all this to remind you and to remind us on this Christmas morning that God knows how to speak to the heart of the most powerful person and all the world to be the catalyst to get people moving in the will of God. God needed to get Joseph and Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and so he made the most powerful man in the world decide that everybody needed to be taxed. Bethlehem means house of bread. Jesus declared in John's gospel that he is the bread of life. The living bread of heaven was born in the house of bread to nourish the entire world. Listen, how many of you know that God will do anything that he needs to do to get you and I where we need to be? I love that. The truth is, in this room this morning, and those watching live, all around the world, every single believer has a testimony of how they came to Jesus. How God put into motion the person that shared the gospel with you. How God brought you to that place. For some people, it might have been just a living room of a friend that began to introduce you to Jesus. For others, it was a Sunday morning, and you'd never attended church before in your life. For me, it was at the bedside In my own room as my mother led me to the Lord. All of us have a testimony of how God moved us to right where we needed to be to have an encounter with Jesus. Several months ago, I was actually going to preach today on the shepherds and swaddling clothes. And I decided that I'd speak on something else. And then I I read something. And that same day, Pastor Maddie gave me a call and she said, I've got to tell you something that the Lord showed me. And then she began to send me an email. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm preaching Pastor Maddie's message this morning. She said, God laid this on my heart and I knew at that very moment that this morning this was what God wanted me to speak on. On the night of our Savior's birth, there were shepherds that were watching their flock. And the significance of the shepherds is remarkable because Jesus is the good shepherd. In John 10, 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Bethlehem was known for raising sheep. Many times we forget that, but that's exactly what David was doing when the prophet came to anoint him king. I want to remind you that David was a shepherd before he became the king. And the shepherding at Bethlehem had been going on for centuries. But the sheep raised in Bethlehem were not just raised for food or for wool. They were also raised in Bethlehem for the sacrifice in the temple. The shepherds that the angels appeared to were actually specialized shepherds They were called Levitical shepherds. As a matter of fact, until several years ago, I never knew that there was such a thing. But these men had been chosen and trained to attend the flock of sheep that were to be used as sacrificial lambs in the temple sacrifice. And sacrificial lambs had to be spotless and without blemish. And they required special treatment and observation. And according to the laws of the time, the sheep that were used for the offering had to be a one-year-old male sheep that had been outside for 365 days or for one year. And when they were ready, they were taken to Jerusalem to be sacrificed on the Sabbath in the temple. When the mother ewe was preparing to give birth, she was taken to a special birthplace. And actually, they were brought to a cave, the only cave that was designated to give birth to sacrificial lambs. And this cave was kept sterile and clean for the arrival of the newborn sacrificial lamb. This cave was set apart from all the other caves in the area for taking care of and protecting lambs being readied for the sacrifice. The newborn lamb was immediately wrapped in clean swaddling clothes from the temple to protect them and to keep them from blemish and to keep them from danger. The swaddling clothes described in the Bible consisted of cloth tied together by bandage-like strips, Today, we assume that swaddling clothes were just blankets used by the poor to wrap a newborn baby, but swaddling clothes were literally strips of cloth used to protect the legs of the newborn lambs, much like putting bandages from a cast. So I want you to get this. When the declaration was made, to these Levitical shepherds that were watching their sheep in a special field for those sacrificial lambs, they knew exactly where to go to discover the Messiah. There were many places that held mangers, but the shepherds understood immediately where to find the baby. In their cave... Where the sacrificial lambs were born and were wrapped in soddling, swaddling clothes. They didn't have to guess. Remember, they weren't given a star like the wise men. They weren't given a pillar by day and a cloud, uh, a pillar by night and a cloud by day like Moses was. The Bible said, the angel said, and this will be a sign to you you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. These priestly shepherds knew where they went when they had their unblemished lambs. That one cave that was set apart for that purpose. Remember, babies, human babies were never born there. But when they got to the cave, there was the sign. Right where the sacrificial lamb would have been kept was the baby Jesus. Wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. How many of you know we just stand in awe of God? The manger was more than a feeding trowel. Today we love our nice little mangers that look like a trough. We bring them into church and we put them in our place. But we think it was just really used to feed the sheep. But in actuality, A manger was a stone enclosure where the lamb would be kept for protection, kind of like a fortress inside of a cave. It was either blocks of stone put together or a stone that was hollowed out where the lamb could be kept and fed. Think of a playpen. How many of you know that's a good place to keep the baby safe? You see, the angels didn't appear to the shepherds to show that God was there for ordinary men. Although God came for all of mankind, God chose the shepherds so that Jesus' purpose would be known from the very beginning. That he was there to become a sacrifice. In place of a lamb that had to be done each year, Jesus would put An end to the sacrificial system for ever and ever. Aren't you glad this morning that you didn't have to come to church and bring your lamb? Can I tell you I'm glad this morning that I didn't have to slit the throat of all the lambs of every family in this church and offer them as an offering to the Lord. Aren't you glad we didn't come to church for a barbecue, but to worship Jesus Christ? They went to the stable not because the angels told them but because they knew exactly who it was they were seeking. They knew the significance. Most people don't understand what was going on with the sheep. But the shepherds do. Every shepherd knows their lambs intimately. Aren't you glad today that Jesus knows you? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. You see, just as Jesus came to those who were of the Levitical Shepherd, John the Baptist, who was also from the Aaronic priesthood, declared in John 129, it says this the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The prophet Isaiah prophesied about the coming Messiah in Isaiah 53, 7. It says he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says this, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Today as we celebrate Christmas together, we are celebrating the birth of the Lamb of God who was born to take away the sins of the world. He became a sacrifice for us. Can you imagine the conversations that Mary and Joseph had with the priestly shepherds as they walked into that cave, as they knelt at the manger, as they didn't just look into the eyes of a baby, but as they looked into the eyes of their Savior. Can you imagine the joy of knowing that Mary had given birth just as the angels said to Messiah? Can you imagine the shepherds who went exactly to where the angels told them to go? And as they walked in, and saw a baby wrapped in priestly garments being held in the arms of a mother and they would say he came just as the prophet said he came just as the angel said and Mary what do you think because this baby is born to die The shepherds would have known when they were wrapping those lambs in swaddling clothes that within a year, there would be given as a sacrifice. Mary knew and was told by an angel that Jesus was being raised to be the Messiah of the world. Today, we have the privilege because of their faithfulness to the word of God we have the privilege of celebrating a risen Savior. At that moment, they just knew that they were part of God's plan for the world. I'm so thankful that God loved us so much that he sent his son. I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus. But can I tell you this Christmas morning, I'm thankful that we didn't just come to talk about a Savior who was born to die But we came to honor a Savior who is risen, who is seated at the right hand of God, who has done exactly as he said he would do. Every single one of the prophecies of the word of God were fulfilled. And today we stand as those who have inherited those prophecies and received them as our own and know what it's like to be changed by the blood of Jesus. And here's one other thing that we celebrate. Not only was he born... Not only did he die, and not only did he rise again, but how many of you know he's coming back for us? I want to tell you, come on, give the Lord a shout this morning if you're happy he's coming again. Would you stand with me? And this morning we're going to receive communion. The worship team's gonna come and we're gonna play one of the favorites of Christmas time, Silent Night. In just a moment we're going to receive the elements of communion that are a symbol of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ the Lamb of God who didn't just come to take away the sins of the world He took away my sins. He took away your sins. Aren't you thankful for the cleansing blood of Jesus? As they begin to sing these songs and, and to play. Maddie and I are going to come to the front and we're going to... We'd like each of you to just come to the front and receive the elements of communion. And as you receive them, maybe if you'll just... You can come down, maybe just each a row on each side and then you can head back up the middle to your seat. We'll start with the front and then we'll walk our way back. This is the one time of year where we really do this. Instead of having communion come to you, we have you come and receive the elements and take it back to your seat. As we finish these songs, we're going to receive the body and blood of Jesus together. And then we're going to just thank the Lord for what he's done and then let you get back home to your families and children and to the celebration of the day.
4: And so tender. from heaven. <laughs> Rain.
3: We thank you this morning again that we can come and celebrate you and your Son. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your goodness in this place this morning. You are Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, this morning we want to say thank you that you would be born, you would leave all of the comfort of heaven to come into this world that you so loved us that you would leave heaven to come to this earth and that you would die in our place. Jesus, the knowledge of that kind of love is overwhelming. Lord, before we receive these elements this morning, we want to pray for those in our city, for those in this Palm Beach County and up and down the, the Treasure Coast, those that don't know you today. Lord, there'll be many that are celebrating you, that know you, but there are many that still don't know you as Lord and Savior. And Holy Spirit, we pray right now that throughout this community, that Lord, whether it's a reminder from a television show that they see and they hear Christmas, whether it's something that a family member of theirs begins to read the Christmas story, that Father God, they would become aware of your great care for them and that this would be a life-changing day for them in Jesus' name. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body that is broken for you. Take it and eat it. And as often as you do, do it in remembrance of me. Can we receive the bread this morning? In the same manner after supper Jesus took the cup he said this cup is the new covenant that's in my blood take it and drink it and as often as you do do it in remembrance of me can we drink the cup this morning together Uh, For just a minute with you and Jesus, would you take a time to just say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, this morning we thank you that your blood brings healing to our bodies. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, not just our Savior, but our everything. And we honor you this morning. Now, Lord, I pray your blessing as we go from this place today. Thank you for how you've blessed our families. I pray that, God, our times together today, whether we're opening presents or, have, or already have, I pray that, God, as we gather around the table and we eat and fellowship, that, Lord, your blessing and your presence would be glorious in our homes. Lord, make us a blessing wherever we go. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Amen. Listen, Merry Christmas. May the Lord bless you. May he bless your family.